Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 78 of the Reinvention Me Podcast. Well, there's power in planning. Sure, you know that. But you like going with the flow and being spontaneous. Well, you don't have to let your plan kill your spontaneity. And we're going to talk about that in today's episode of Reinvention Me. Thanks for joining us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey there. Thanks for taking time out on your day to join us in episode 78 of this podcast, the Reinventure Me podcast. I'm your co host, Larry Gates, along with. I'm Armin Asadi. Armin Asadi. Yes. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am well. I've been looking forward to this. Really? Yeah, I have. Why? I enjoy getting in the show studio with you and figuring out where we go with these things. Because it's usually spontaneous. <laughs> we like to be a little spontaneous. <laughs> we don't know where we're going to end up half the time, but we get there. Truth be told, we don't plan as much as we like to think we do. <laughs> as long as everybody else thinks we does, we're good. <laughs> it's all a cover. Hey, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're going to talk about spontaneity. We're going to talk about planning in today's episode. I don't know where you fall on the spectrum. If you're one of those guys that has to have a plan for everything and everything in its plan, or if you like to just kind of go with the flow, make it up as you go and see where <laughs> life takes you. That's right. There's some advantages and disadvantages to both of those, right? And we're going to talk about both. And we are going to talk about both. But before we do, I know there's a big announcement. I want to hear this because I want to be there. <laughs> and I know well, my partner, Sam, wants to be there as well. All right. Well, I don't know how big an announcement it is, but <laughs> I've been asked us. to speak at the Minnesota Professional Sales Association on September the 4th. So delighted to be joining that group of sales executives there and I'll be speaking about turning opportunism into opportunity and a little bit about uh, strategic margin. Of course, those of you that have been following this podcast know about strategic margin because there was a few episodes that we did on that, but I'll be talking specifically about how to turn that into sales opportunities uh, rather than just opportunism. That'll be September 4th at the Doubletree Park Place Hotel in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. So for any of our listeners that are in the Minneapolis market on September the 4th. I'll be speaking there. I invite you to come. The cost is $40 if you're not a member of the Professional Sales Association or $25 if you are a member or if you're a Reinventure Me listener and you get this special promo code ATTEND2015 without any space, you can get there for the member rate of 25 bucks, which is pretty good. So That's maybe right. if you're a member and you use ATTEND2015, maybe you get in for free. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. I haven't, found, I haven't and, checked that out yet. But. And also you're talking about birds, bluebirds, blackbirds, or something along those yeah, lines I'm that my generation about the difference has between, no idea what that exactly. means. Exactly. <laughs> Armin and I had a funny conversation because you know I told him one of the things that we'll be talking about is the difference between bluebirds and blackbirds. And I think there might be a line in the sand between those people that know what a bluebird is. <laughs> like they're born after a certain day or born before a certain date. They know what a bluebird is. Yeah. And after that date, I'm discovering with Armin and many of his friends 
They have no idea what a bluebird is. is. So, <laughs> so, so we're going to have some fun, and I think I might be in for a real surprise. It's amazing how how much the cultural language has shifted between That's our right. generations. And it's going to keep shifting yeah, I faster think it will. and faster. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's okay. All right. So we're going to kick it off with a typical Inspire Me quote. I actually don't know who this is by. Maybe I should. But it's a quote that says, some of the most thrilling things in life are done on impulse. Yes. Yes. And I think you impulsively selected that quote, which is why you don't know who it is. I and absolutely it, did. And I'll tell you what, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I think I just saw the name and didn't know who it was, and I let it go. Yeah, well, so set it in there. I think that that's good. I, I And I agree. That's right. I agree. I mean, when I look back at the, many of the memories that I've had, I'm guessing you're, you'd be the same as... A lot of them were just not stuff that was necessarily planned. Yeah, ever. Good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know. My wife might disagree a little bit. One of the things that we've worked in our marriage, and I have to tell you this story because it's kind of funny. Bring it. When we got married, mm-hmm. I purposely didn't tell my wife what we were going to do on our honeymoon. You know, Whoa. it's kind of the surprise. It's the thing, you know. So right. we got married and she said, all right, so what are we doing on the honeymoon? And, you know, we got married in Colorado. Right. And being the spontaneous guy that I am, I thought it'd be great just to just go drive in the mountains, Uh you know, and just kind of see where the open road would take us. Right. (laughs) And she's like, you really didn't want to get married, did you? (laughs) You didn't put any thought into planning our honeymoon, you know? Uh And I'm like, no, seriously, this will be fun. I think we can just go out and kind of, you know, we've got a week. We can just see where the road takes Takes us. us. That was like my idea of a lot of fun. Yeah. She, on the other hand, she thought you're crazy. <laughs> well, not crazy. She thought I didn't care. Oh, wow. And she thought it was worse than that. She Whoops. was like, oh, you didn't give it any time. You didn't give it any attention. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. I really was in the doghouse. Now, so, <laughs> I mean, right. What a way to start a marriage, right? So I'm. Nowhere dry- to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I had a lot more down to do before I got to going up. But we drove off. And, you know, the worst part about it was we'd get to like Uray, Colorado, which is beautiful. It's called the Switzerland of Colorado. It's, oh, wow. Uh, okay. It's beautiful. Of course, July, because we just celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. So nice. Congrats. Thank That's you. Huge. Oh, yeah, boy, I'd come a long way since then, baby. But, <laughs> you know, so we're in the mountains of Colorado. We come into your Ray, and there's a beautiful hotel there. So I thought, well, great. I'll just check us in. Right. Okay. No vacancy. In fact, oh. no vacancy anywhere in the town. No. It was 930 at night. Oh. And I had to drive another 45 miles or so before we could find like a Best Western or someplace that was just not the place you go spend <laughs> your honeymoon, honeymoon no. you know? <laughs> Did she at least punch you Well, once? let me just say that we came home early. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Did so, you ever make up for this honeymoon? Well, I did, actually. Five years later, I booked a trip for my wife and myself. It was a surprise. I got the time off from her boss. We flew out to Colorado, and we redid the honeymoon the way it should have been done with reservations and all the rest, and, <laughs> and it was terrific. But, boy, I tell you, it took a lot to kind of get out of the doghouse on that one. <laughs> so my spontaneity kind of took over. And, Is that a bad thing? You, you know? still remember that? and that's See, that's it. Yeah, to me, right. it was kind of thrilling. I think for her, she was like wondering, what the heck did I who just did do? I, yeah, who did I marry? <laughs> <laughs> what did I get myself into? Exactly. Well, we don't want anybody to kill their spontaneity, even though we're talking a little bit about planning. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about really quickly why spontaneity in itself is really important, because obviously this is how you make it good memories. 
bad decision. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to take me into the good side of this because I've seen a lot of downstrokes. But no, frankly, I believe spontaneity is just awesome as well. I, li- I love it. I think both you and I are more or less spontaneous people. But I've also had to learn how to do planning. Yes. And there's a real weight that both have. I mean, mm-hmm. there's challenges of being spontaneous, but there's yeah. also challenges of over planning and over engineering as well. So yeah. part of what we want to do in this episode is really just talk about how to make sure you can stay spontaneous without killing yourself with a plan. So yeah. take us down that path. Why is spontaneity good for us and how does that I'm an over planner. So in business and ministry and anything project or group oriented, I'm an over planner. It's one of the places I try to at least keep my spontaneity is in my personal life, just because those are the places that I feel like spontaneity is very appropriate, right? It's just you want to have fun. So I'm not trying to say planning is bad. I'm just trying to make a point that spontaneity is good. So don't kill your spontaneity. Here's why. And a lot of things that you do over planning does kill your creativity. So whether you're working on a project, you're an artist, you're a developer, you're whatever you might be, you're in sales. If you get too rigid and you overplan, it kills your creativity and it takes that the ability to improvise away from you, which improvisation <laughs> helps you create action where planning can't sometimes, right? right? right. So just that point, overplanning does kill your creativity. One of the other things is excessive goal setting does limit our success, right? So we set a goal for every single thing in our lives at some point that because a limiting factor because at some point we realize we're setting so many goals that we can only achieve few of them but it makes us kind of feel like we're failing at the rest of them yeah i've had that experience where i've had like 19 goals for the year right and i might have accomplished two or three really critical ones but yeah. i don't feel good because i didn't accomplish the you know the other the majority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean you failed. It's just, You probably had a very successful year, but it's just that excessive goal setting does sure. make you at least feel like it's limiting your success. Mm-hmm. Another thing is spontaneity can help us just really enjoy the moment rather than constantly living for the future and missing all the moments that we get to share with our family, our friends. There's just so often that we live for the future. We plan for the future that when I get to this point, then I'll be able to have fun. Or once I accomplish this, then I'll be able to have fun. But through that process, years and years and years go by. And all those years go by one moment at a time. And we miss so many moments, right? So spontaneity is something that can help you really take advantage of those moments, make a memory that you can always look back on, laugh about, whether it was a good thing that happened or a bad thing that happened. I laugh at your honeymoon, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I, my, it's easy for you to laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> and if Abby laughs at you too. Another thing is establishing an overplanned life can make you predictable and boring. And that's one of the things, especially for my wife, if I become predictable... I will bore her, you know, and for her, she needs a sense of, all right, I need to know that we're about to do something, but I don't want to be able to predict what we're about to do. Dinner in a movie, mm-hmm. dinner right, in a movie. Right, right. That's how right? it was for me too. Everything was pretty much the same. Yeah. And it, thing, right? yeah, eventually she's mm-hmm. going to say, I'm going to stab you if you give me a dinner and <laughs> a movie for one more day. What are the options? Dinner and a movie. <laughs> uh, another cool thing is spontaneity does create a sense of adventure, just like you're talking about. So 
this story you just shared for you it probably was a journey right You're, oh I, I was looking forward to it i was thinking this is like cool this is how i'd like to right do it, right yeah i'm all about i that. didn't realize i married a big planner <laughs> hey you guys probably balance each other out well though. you know what we have found as equilibrium that works really well for us yeah. is when we go on vacations now Anna loves to do the research to figure out what all the options are and to have the base plan. So we know where we're going to stay. We know what we can do on each day. Yep. All the options are there. But then we go and whatever we feel like doing, boom, we do. That's so the balance we have right a there. plan, but we have spontaneity yep. within the plan. Yep. You have food, you have shelter, <laughs> and the rest of you can be spontaneous. I like right. that. You married the right person. But that journey, that sense of adventure, for a lot of us, it's really important. It's what makes us feel alive. It makes us feel like there's still so much to seek out and experience in life. Nobody should lose that. It's something good to keep with you, no matter how old you get. The other thing I would say is spontaneity does make you feel young. I mean, you remember being a kid, right? Curiosity would just get the best of you. You'd go try it out. You see a tree, you're like, I bet I could make it to that branch yes. 50 feet up yes. or whatever it is. But that youthful feeling, I think yes. the older you get, the more you need it. Yeah. Right? I'm not that old. But you know, as you're saying that, something that comes to mind for me is when you are overplanned, like you, the words you mm -hmm. used. The, often the response is, when you're invited to do something, your response is, no, I can't. Yeah. I can't because I'm locked in plan. to the schedule. Right. I've got these commitments, all the rest. And I think as we get older and we repeat the words, no, I can't, yeah. then you lose that youthfulness that you're talking about where you say, yes, I can't. Totally. I, I can. I can do that. I can make that happen. Yeah. And I have to do with Anna being a planner that she is. The approach I take with her when I want to do something spontaneous, I know it's not in her plan. <laughs> I think we may have talked about this. I do the old hit and run. You know, I, I tell her, hey, I'm going to go over to the Mall of America to pick up something. I'll be leaving in about 15 minutes. If you want to come, feel free to come. But I don't ask her if she wants to come. And then I leave. I don't even stay in the room. That way she can process in her head, okay, can I rearrange my plan and make it work? And then I'll come back out right. and she'll see either she can or she can't. But the hit and run is a great technique if you're spontaneous and you want to try to insert right. a spontaneous plan in it. You just got your wife down a to a science. <laughs> and then the last point I'll make, because we can keep going for a while, spontaneity does help you have experiences you normally wouldn't have. If you get into a set rhythm you have these three meetings every week at this time. You go to work from this time to this time every single day. You go to church this time to this time and then lunch where you have your whole week planned out. It does become a limiting factor to the new experiences that you have. And new experience tend to evolve people, right? It evolves you socially. It evolves you in terms of spirituality in multiple ways. And I think one of the things that we don't want to take away from ourselves are those new experiences. So I just want to encourage you, if you are over planner, try to plan some spontaneity into your life because it will help you just enjoy life a bit more. So even though we're talking about planning, both Larry and I, we're adamant about spontaneity. It's a yeah, good thing Yeah, and you to have. described yourself as an over planner. Is that I, right? Oh, I totally am. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's Sam, my business partner, he always says I have paralysis, analysis, Anal analysis, paralysis, <laughs> something like that. 
I always get mad. I'm like, screw you, man. Listen, <laughs> somebody needs to plan. We can't constantly be reacting to every single thing. Some right. One of us needs to be proactive. Uh-huh. He's the sales guy. I'm the operations guy. We fight, but there's balance. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You know, you've been talking about the value of spontaneity as an over planner. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about planning for a little bit as a spontaneous guy. I like right? it. I like it. <laughs> So there's good reasons to have a plan, even though you're spontaneous, you want to keep things open, you want to keep life zestful, uh, like Armin was describing. But in the absence of a plan, you're going to drive yourself absolutely crazy. And I just realized this the other day. I mean, I realized this many days, but I just realized it the (laughs) other day. When I was thinking about some of the things that I wanted to get done, and I found my mind was just racing, and all of a sudden I got that sense of panic. Do you ever feel that way when you just feel like... I'm overwhelmed and I feel inside like I'm spinning in circles. I don't know which way to go first and what to do first. Right. I mean, I don't feel it often, only like two, three times a day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the reason for that is that our brain works to remember things for us. It's trying to do us a favor. So when we know we have something to do, it keeps bringing that up for us. The problem is our brain really has no concept of time. So it doesn't think, Oh, right. this needs to be done a year from now, or this needs to be done next month. It if it needs, needs to be done, it just, needs it just tells you it needs right. to be done. It right. doesn't tell, it doesn't block it in any time frame, right. and it doesn't block it by priority. You know, yep. the smallest thing or the biggest thing, your brain is there to remind you that it needs to be done. Yeah. Now there are only two ways to settle that. This is called the Zeingartnik effect. We remember a task. Our brain keeps reminding us of the task until the task is done. Hmm. And the other way to get around that, though. So you don't have to complete all the tasks. You just have to have a reliable plan. Interesting. So when you have a reliable plan, it quiets the mind. Hmm. Okay. So the other day when I was like overwhelmed with the stuff that I needed to do, all I needed to do to settle my mind was just to create a very simple outline and a simple plan for how I was going to address those things. Yeah. And once I did that, I was like, oh, that's fine. I actually, I think I can do this. You know, whereas before I felt like overwhelmed and not able to do it. So it helps quiet the mind. And having a plan also makes it easier for you to recruit other people because you can say, hey, this is what I'm planning to do. Right. And they can say, you know, they can align with it. Yeah, yeah. They can understand it. If you're always spontaneous and you have no plan, it's hard for people to know how to help you out or get engaged with you or what's due when or how that even works. So, I mean, obviously that's a very simple thing. But the third is especially for people who are spontaneous like I am, it makes your use of energy much more efficient. Hmm. Because as I mentioned, if you don't have a plan, you're always just kind of working on something and there's no strategy behind how you get it done. Right, you just stay busy. You're just, you're just busy, yeah. yeah. And in physics, we call that Brownian motion, which is just movement in any direction and it right. isn't really very productive. So it helps you get more efficient use of energy. However, now here's the thing. Okay. If you're going to be spontaneous, if you're spontaneous like I am, You don't need to create a massive plan. And that's part of the fear, I think, that people who are spontaneous have is that they start hearing things like planning and they imagine spreadsheets and Gantt charts and milestones and check marks and all kinds of stuff, which gives them the heebie-jeebies, you know? Sounds like a planning session with my wife. (laughs) 
the right? annual goals. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some of those pictures Holy on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, daunting. <laughs> like, I'm, well, I'm glad Armin is there with his wife. You know? <laughs> I just started sweating a little bit thinking. Yeah, I, I like, can oh, see man. that he's breaking a sweat here in the studio. The anxiety is picking uh, up. And you're the over planner. I am. <laughs> and not in my personal life. Steroids, yeah, though. exactly. Good Lord, help me. Well, so I think even a, you can maintain your spontaneity. You don't have to kill your spontaneity if you think about planning in what is the minimum effective dose. So in other words, don't create a plan bigger than what it is that you need to do. Right. And oftentimes we try to invest so much in having a plan right Yeah. that it stifles our ability to be flexible. <clears throat> Here are some keys. First of all, make the plan imperfect. Okay, so the key is... Counterintuitive. It is counterintuitive, but something that is structured in such a way that you know it's not complete. Right. As soon as you worry about whether you have a complete plan or even if it's the right plan, then what you've done is you've given a reason to procrastinate. You've given a reason to seek perfection, and perfectionism is the fuel for procrastination. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, so if you are worried about your plan then your focus is on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Really just start to yep. make it imperfect. Okay, second is it's got to be simple. Because if it isn't simple, you won't remember it. And a very, very simple plan, in fact, it's kind of like the Einstein thing. Make everything as simple as possible, but no simpler. You know, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. It's you want to make it as simple as you can. And there's just, you know, three very simple, obvious components, but the first is what? What's the outcome you're looking to do? Yeah. What are you trying to create or what are you trying to solve? Second okay. is when? What's the timetable? When can it be created and resolved? And the third is the how. Those are the steps and the, and the resources that you're going to need to yeah. put it together. Now, the problem is usually in the how because we want to know step A, step B, step C, and this gets back to our nonlinear episode. Yeah. We think everything has to be done linearly. The key to a simple plan is just knowing what the next step is, because often the steps beyond that will reveal themselves as you start to move into it. Right on. And we try to make too much of it by having all these detail and all these milestones and all the rest. But oftentimes, all you need to do is set a good next step. I love that just because there's so often where myself and so many people that I'm around we spend way more time on these plans than we need to as if the activity of planning is going to create achievement or outcome when in reality, all we need is something simple to get our butts moving forward and taking some action steps to allow us to create that desired outcome. Right. And General George Patton said, a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan next week. Right. Because you might be dead by next week. (laughs) You might be dead by next week. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You ought to know. You ought to know. So keep it simple. Keep it imperfect. Third is focused. Keep it focused. And what I mean by that is tie it to your why. Why is this important? Okay. Why are you doing that? And oftentimes I find for myself, when I do something, I'm not often putting the why is this important there. Hmm. And what ends up happening is you can get wide drift. You know, you start getting into your plan and then you find, oh, that next step, maybe I should do this. And it starts to become opportunism again. Right. And you find yourself doing stuff that seem like things you should do, but because you lost track of what the why is, it's yeah. no longer connected to it. It's just creating random and, activity. And spontaneous people have this problem because oh, totally. they want to be creative. Yeah. You want to come up with ideas and you start going down a plan and you think about all these things, but you drift away from the central thing. So yep. the key is to always remember the why, why you're doing it. And if it doesn't support the why, 
then don't do it. It's yeah. a lesser yes. I think that's such a common mistake where people think just because I'm busy that I'm doing the right thing or going the right direction. But back to that quote, never mistake activity for achievement. Yes. Because you're trying to achieve something. That's why you set that goal. That's why you have that plan. But when you start chasing squirrels or whatever it is, you're just being active, but you're not achieving. You're right. doing the opposite. And it feels good to be active. You know, you might get a little bit of an adrenaline rush, but you're not being productive. Right. You're not really getting anywhere. It's a treadmill. That's good. Right on. Visible. Make the plan visible. You know, if you can't remember it or get easy access to it, then it does nothing for your that Zeingartnik effect. Your brain is still going to try to remember it as something that it has to do, and it has no power. And it doesn't, because the plan's simple, making it visible can be very easy. It can be just putting a post-it note up on your monitor or someplace that you're going to see it with, hmm. here's the three steps for this plan today. Very simple. This is what I need to do. And if it's not on that, I'm not going to do and if it. If it's not there, you're not going to do it. I like it. I right. like it. Simple and then and the last step, fifth thing to think about for planning is just keep it flexible. Yeah. Back to spontaneous. All right. right. So it's a little bit of an oxymoron because you want to plan, but at the same time, keep flexibility. So the idea about that is sometimes we can plan right down to the minute or the hour or even the day. And so we sit there and we go, okay, so in order to make this plan happen, these are the three things I need to do today. Mm Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow I'm going to do these four things. And then the day after I'll do these two things. And so you plan it down to the day. Now, research has shown that when you do planning down at the daily level, you're more likely to fail than if you plan at a more macro level, like at a weekly or monthly goal setting. Interesting. When you set it at a daily, like this is what I'm going to get done today, and Stuff happens in life. Yeah, there's you know? so many unknown factors in each day. Right? Maybe somebody, one of your family members comes up and offers to you know, hang out, go hang gliding or do something, sure. create a memory like you were talking about, I right? Definitely you go, go hang gliding. Oh, I, I want to be able to create memory, so I'm going to embrace that. But at the same time, that means, well, I can't get all my stuff done today. Right. right. If you make it a weekly or a monthly kind of goal, then you have a way of shifting things around, allowing yourself to maintain the spontaneity. But, you know, you do have to stick to it. I mean, the yeah. th- not at a daily level, though, but you need to say, okay, if I'm going to make accommodation for this here, I've got to make accommodation somewhere else because yeah. this isn't an excuse just to live without making your plan because yeah. otherwise you won't be successful at your goal. But it is to say, if you fine grain it too much, mm-hmm. you won't be successful. You won't get all your stuff done, even if you worked hard and mm-hmm. didn't do anything spontaneous. If you just worked at it and didn't get it all done, yeah. then you feel bad about it. And you're more likely to go into the next day with less energy to attack your goals because you already feel behind. Yeah. However, if you block it out into a monthly goal, then you don't feel behind when you're working in the month because you know that that's part of what it is. You've given yourself a month to get it done or a week yeah. or however, a longer time frame. You know what forces you to be flexible? What's that? Working at a church. If you oh. ever want to know a place that you could work to exercise flexibility, that's the place you got to go. Because you can have the most perfect plan laid out, and then you show up to work, you look in an email, my child's in the hospital, and I see you. Oh. You're gone. You know, I think working <laughs> in any volunteer organization is a bit like that, too, because yeah. you really, you're leading by a different level of influence. You don't have necessarily the same controls. Right. You know, <laughs> when you said that, it made me think about a church initiative that I tried to get going <laughs> recently oh, really? to try to get an improvement to the sanctuary. Oh. and. 
ended up morphing into something entirely different. It just took on a life of its own. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad. uh, Actually, it worked out better. It was just kind of funny because the original thing that was the impetus for it got lost in the whole. So when you said (laughs) you you want to learn something about spontaneity, yeah, absolutely. That just reminded me of that. (laughs) Right on. I love that. Well, we should probably drive this down to a challenge me for this week. All right. So as vague as this might seem, we think this makes sense. If you're a planner, try to plan some spontaneity in your life. If you're spontaneous, try to spontaneously put a plan together. Either way, try to strike a balance between the two. Don't lean too far one way or the other. Yeah, or if you lean far one way, then go lean far the other. Yeah, <laughs> that might actually create balance. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know that we could actually say there's ever really true balance in anything. Right. So part of subjective, obviously, you know, part of what we want to do with reinventure me is to have us get outside our comfort zone and yeah. try new things. So if you find yourself as an over planner, then find some ways to lighten up, get spontaneous, maybe take some time out with your spontaneous friends and drop by or offer to go do something. You will surprise them. It's true. <laughs> I or, get surprised. And if you're like me and you're spontaneous, then take your project that you've just been thinking about mm-hmm. but not doing anything with and create a very simple plan using the five elements that I mentioned earlier. You might find that to be helpful to you. Well, this is the show and we put it together spontaneously earlier today. We That's hope right. you enjoyed it. <laughs> Did have a little bit of a plan, but we're trying to demonstrate in the in our own episode <laughs> how this works. Leave us a comment on our show notes at reinventure dot me slash 78 we would love to hear your ideas about being spontaneous or being about plan and how you can mix that up a little bit and challenge yourself and how you might have done that any interactions or stories you might have had leave that on our show notes or visit our facebook page or leave us a review on itunes if you're looking for something to do we always will appreciate a review on itunes reinventure.me slash itunes will get you there And of course, we love to hear from our listeners on our show line at 612-314-5447. Well, that's all we have for this week, and we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. 